Welcome to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast, brought to you by the Iron Tavern and Spellburn. Our cast of characters for this campaign is Baptist, the cannibalistic thief, Nuniklaus, the boom cannon wizard, Jargon, where did he go, halfling, Santh, cleric of Mani, Vixila, the guardian warrior, Gonlex, the warrior who dreams of seafaring journeys, Mephrodis, the corrupted wizard, Bong, the glistening warrior, Aram, the sergeant-at-arms warrior, and Jadawan, the apprentice wizard. This week, we check in on Mephrodis, Nuniklaus, Santh, and the others. From them, we learn there's been a possible attack on the Temple of the Moon to the sewers. With precautions put in place, we return to the exploration of Castle Whiterock. With the monks having retreated further into a defensible portion of the ruins, the new crew works on ferreting them out. Their position turns out to be much more defensible than originally thought. So, there was some talk of wanting to check in on a couple of the other characters before we get rolling with the uh, the folks here at the upper part of the ruins of Castle White Rock. Yeah, I'd like to keep up with the Okay. Even just for a minute or two. Yep, that's cool. Who's up first? Because you guys like went to the four winds. Uh, how about maybe what Mephrodis is finding out in his research? Who's Mephrodis? I'm not quite sure. I've got a sheet here in front of me, but... So, Mephrodis is poring over the uh, tomes at the library where he uh, needed to answer multiple questions to gain entrance. Uh, he was given a private study there. It's in a lot of ways, the, the library here is almost better than the one in the Great City. It's got a lot more, oh, off-the-beaten-trail tomes in it, things like that. Um, and No pages ripped out? Yeah, fewer pages ripped out like the other place, the other library. Uh, it's a quiet library. There's some people that come in, but most of them stay up towards the front. You're sort of back deep in a private room at the back of the stacks. Not many of them venture all the way back there. Uh, you had been warned of, you know, supernatural spirits within the library guarding the tomes and, and stacks and things like that, but you haven't had any real encounters with them. Um, you've some histories of the area, um, a little more information probably about uh, Castle White Rock itself, its long and storied existence. Um, you're still digging into those, working out the details, but you, you have stumbled across a little more information on that. Uh, you pretty much validated that there has been uh, these halls of forgotten lore do exist. The monks uh, that you've heard about, the Order of the Dawning Sun, they essentially made it their effort to catalog and accumulate any tomes of history, knowledge that they could. And not only did they do that, but they uh, tried to safeguard those tomes to the best they could. And they did a lot of this over in the region where the Castle Right Rock was. Um, they had a fierce tenacity to survive a multitude of ills that would befall the castle over time. Um, and it is believed that they do indeed have a secured location within the ruins um, that's just been lost to time. One of the uh, there's a time some orcs raided out of the mountains, uh, got the upper hand on the monks. There's believed to be in no known survivors, uh, but yet at the same time this library was never found. Um, from your from Mephrodis's reading, he's pretty sure that if the library could be found, the keys to being able to figure out how to bring a miracle's uh, spirit back to his back to a physical body of some sort would be possible. Uh, you suspect there's uh, information on ritual magic, uh, and that if this kind of information exists, it likely rests within that halls of forgotten lore. Ah, 
So that's sort of what Mephrodus has been up to and what he's learning. More confirming some of the rumors you've heard uh, and doing that. So. so that's probably the Mephrodus summary. Who's next? I've got a couple other folks hanging out. What's up with Nooney Klaus? Nooney Klaus is at the Black Goat Sanctum. Uh, he has settled in nicely. It's a very quiet commune. He was granted audience with the Black Goat initially, who gave him uh, permission and uh, to remain in the compound, try to learn the ways of the Black Goat. Uh, Nooning Klaus has seen that everyone is silent. Uh, the Black Goat, when she communicates, tends to communicate telepathically. Um, you've observed just from actions of others that she likes gifts. She looks fondly upon people that bring her gifts. She loves to collect trinkets. Uh, and less trinkets, more items of either being unique, not necessarily extremely valuable, but at the very least unique. Uh, and and she likes items of value, but uh, she likes to be gifted things, and she seems to treat ones that gift her with things better. There's been uh, a traveler that passed through um, who came bearing... he. He was a rogue figure. You didn't really get to see much of him. He was only in for like one afternoon. But with him came uh, four chest bearers. They they carried in like a chest's worth of stuff. Um, and he was granted a media audience with the black goat um, and left without the chest and only the four followers when he headed back out uh, of the pass. Uh, so it seems she's very fond of gifts and looks fondly upon folks that do that. Beyond that, uh, Nooning Klaus has been fitting in pretty well. He keeps quiet with the with the others. Uh, a lot of the stuff around is gardening, uh, taking turns to watch the, the gates. Both ends of that pass were protected by large gates, um, which were guarded by the, the big-eared humanoid creatures. Um, but they, he's been relatively well-received. Uh, people sort of look at his ears a little bit and think they're a little small, but... Uh, you know, as long as he's been working and putting in his time, he's been relatively well received. He thinks a gift of some sort would likely grant him further audience and perhaps uh, favor with the black goat. He's got the gold doubloon from 1683 okay. on him that he would like to give her. <clears throat> um, she will give you audience. She accepts that and she looks at it and says, This is a. Uh, telepathically says this is a very unique item and she asks where you acquired it i'll tell i'll just think in my head of the <coughs> glacier where no 11 was product from columbus's cold dead hands <laughs> um she says she's heard stories of the uh other unique items coming from the glacier up to the north um she asks if there's any more where this came from yeah i'll tell her there are there are more stuff up there in my mind, I'll say that. Okay. Uh, she wants to know if you can retrieve more items such as this for her. <clears throat> sure. She says if you can prove yourself in that regard, um, she would perhaps be willing to bestow further knowledge and further power towards you. Okay. I will be happy to go up there. Okay. So she will make sure that uh, Nuni Klaus, if he heads out when he does, is properly equipped with food and rations and whatnot. Uh, she'll make sure the other uh, folks uh, in the commune cooperate with you to make sure you have plenty of food and stuff as you set off on your journey to retrieve further valuables in order to gain further favor with the black goat. 
Uh, Nudie Klaus will head up towards Torg's city, his village there. And we'll probably cover some of that other stuff on the boards with what he finds up in the glacier. But Nudie Klaus is able to successfully head off, head up north towards the glacier. He recalls the route from before. Cool. That's Nudie Klaus. Who else? Anyone else? Got Mefford is finding knowledge. Nuni Klaus is attempting to gain further favor, favor with the black goat by heading north, seeing what other odd trinkets he can find from the glacier. Is there anything going on with the Undertaker or uh, the that, fe- that fellow we threatened? Um, the fellow you threatened has not seemed to have revealed any of the threatening that has happened. The Undertaker still does a. a, a Study business at daily. They open up the the side doors there. They work on coffins. Occasionally, some get shipped off on cart. Um, he occasionally frequents the end of the slumbering Drake, uh, but things seem business as normal for the Undertaker shop. The Undertaker goes into the inn occasionally. Mortimer Underwood. You're the guy we've threatened. He keeps coming, showing up for work. He keeps showing up for work, and does not seem to have revealed anything as of yet. You think we should talk to him again in the bar or follow the Undertaker? Whoops. Talk well, to who again? Nick Silo would probably um, <clears throat> recommend that we not harass him more, but that's just her opinion. I think probably we're, I'm suspecting we're going to get some profound revelations that are going to blow the roof off this town in uh, whatever the name of this giant ruin is. <laughs> White Rock. That, that place. Castle White Rock? Yeah, that uh, place. Yeah, we can just keep an eye on everybody and just waiting and follow that. Okay. Right, the, and you've the got Greek got and are just continue keeping an eye on things and it's chilly. Yeah, there's enough people in uh, Silomar to uh, keep an eye on things and, you know, put the word out if something unusual happens with the business or elsewhere inside town. Cool. Anybody else? That's Mephrodus, Nuni Klaus. How's Sans doing at the temple? Is he doing all right? Sans is doing well at the temple. Uh, folks in the great city are... Uh, still tending the uh, Temple of Moon. In fact, probably um, congregation is probably building over time. Uh, it, there's probably some doubt over, you know, obviously the, tower, the temple is taken over in rather a rather violent means, but over time as things seems to have stabilized and there's been less, you know, violence and things have been coming back to normal. Uh, congregation size has increased. Things are running smoothly at the temple. Uh, you've been getting... Uh, Jaden was her name, right? The app, the, the yes, and amnesiatic uh, abbotus. Uh, she's been with Toby. <laughs> yeah, blind about things they don't remember. <laughs> uh, they have. Uh, she's been picking up on things well. She's actually been able to, you know, take on some of the responsibility that Santh used to handle. Santh's confident that she's handling it well. Um, it's almost like the clean slate of a mind allowed her to just retain information well and handle proper procedure and uh, essentially handle a lot of the affairs, leaving Sans relatively comfortable that if he were to need to leave the temple for an extended period of time, that it would be left in decent hands while he was away. So she's been doing well, and the temple's doing well. Okay, uh, good. Now, Sans is still 
in the city, so he knows that Leotal's tower still exists. Uh, there are still many reports of flying ape men around the tower. Uh, in fact, it almost looks like the guard has been doubled. Uh, that uh, they used to fly around in trios. Now there's more like six to a group when they fly around. They tend to stay within their courtyard. Every once in a while, they'll drift out over the. Uh, you know, the city proper, but they haven't really been harassing the people per se. It's almost like they're watching. Um, and occasionally you will see the, the folks in the city will see some of the flying ape men fly over to the overlords, uh, mm -hmm. residence. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, they'll be there for a while and then they'll leave. Uh, so there's some reports of that. So, uh, She's still there, or at least her minions are still there. Uh, though she, there has not been any active threat against the city, but their presence is certainly there. She hasn't made any overtures to the temple, or any threat, any like sent any communication, anything. Uh, correct. However, she is not. However, um, on one of your temple guards, uh, probably one of Aram's men or something like that, around the the temple. Noticed one morning, you know, several days back, a week back, something like that, that down by the butcher shop, a.k.a. Baptist's house when he's in town, room when he's in town, there's the grate that led down to the sewers. It's how you guys popped up in. There has been uh, active, like, it's almost like an acid or something like that has melted some of the grating away. It's been actually damaged. Crap. Damaged enough that you probably considered replacing and did replace that grate because it looks like something or someone tried to come up through that grate. Alright, Aaron wants to like keep two men down there at all times to watch it. Okay, so you're going to boost the guard down there? Yeah. By the way, did Aaron manage, did Bong's letter manage to procure him a job at the, uh, is he over the guard in the smoke? Uh, it got him a job, but not necessarily a, like, a, like, Bong had actually reached, you know, like a whole, practically a lieutenant, a whole shift. He, he got more of a, a sergeant's gig, like he's in charge of a shift, uh, but only his shift. He's got someone over him, but he's got a shift in the smoke, uh, where it, you know, his duty, oh, make sure you get here, punch your time card on time, and you two go off to, you know, there's been trouble over it, you know, such and such marketing stall, keep an eye on that today, uh, but only for his shift. It's more of a shift, shift sergeant, something like that. Okay. So he did get a job. It's higher than just a normal city guard, but still not, you know, right. captain or entire district level. But he did get himself a shift. Uh, his work there's been positively received. He's kept a good track of his men. Uh, so, you know, he's doing well, uh, and if he keeps up at it, he could potentially get a promotion or something like that. Well, he's going to spend a lot of time being nosy and okay. trying to find out as much as he can about the overlord's business and the number of what sort of protections he has, what sort of guards and such as that. Okay. And he's in a position to find out some of that just through talkings and things like that. If he keeps working, he can probably even maybe work himself into a little gig where he gets over to the overlord's palace for oh, something, too. That's a good idea. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so there was that. Aram can, you know, double the guard down there by the grate, but it does look like something acidic was eating away at the bars enough that you, I decided to, that if you wanted to secure that portal, that you would replace that grate with a new grate, because whatever damaged it had done it, uh, relatively fair amount of damage. I believe we had set some traps on that thing. Did the traps get set off? The traps had been set off, uh, but there was no evidence of a dead body or wounds or anything like that. 
but yes, the traps had been set off. Well, with, with the increased security, Santh will just keep an eye on what's going on down there, and he'll also help out, um, try some, try to find some more general information about the Overlord and what type of things he's into, you know, what bands he likes, what places he likes to go for dinner, things like that. You got a special girl or something? Yeah. Ooh. So you got a sweetie? Yeah. To see who, who has a sweetie? The Overlord. Um, you have a hard time making the connections to do that. Uh, the Overlord sort of keeps to himself, isolates himself from a lot of people, very distrustful of his citizenship for some reason. Uh, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> so you don't see a lot, there's not a lot of word over him. He seems to deal mainly through sort of an elite city guard uh, troop that mans the, the Overlord's uh, residence. Well, then we're going to have to get Airman, the elite city guard. He's working on it. Well, Santh will, will help in those investigations Okay. however he can. So Aram and Santh will work on trying to deduce more about the Overlord and what's going on with that angle. So what fell out between yeah, the... And, and obviously, you know, how how he's connected to Leotard would be one of the key points what we're trying to figure out, so... Okay. What does the Justicia Temple think about what transpired at the... Uh, <laughs> the tower with none of their people returning. They're sort of pissed off. They were already kind of pissed they off. They don't really acknowledge Samp when he's out in the streets. I mean, they better uh, recognize. He gets a sense of uh, distaste from them. Mm. Santh would uh, would probably make an offering. He'll like use some of the temple's uh, earnings to to make a, a gift of like. I don't know frankincense or myrrh. I don't know what, what <laughs> I, whatever, whatever lawful justice people like. <laughs> he buys like seven virgins and sends them. He's like, here are some new nuns I recruited for you. Have fun. His acts of uh, kindness, kindness, yes, are uh, <laughs> looked upon with distrust. Well, I mean, you know, if they want to set the girls free, that's 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 up to them. And if, if, if they feel like they don't have a place to work, I, I got a place that they can work. <laughs> we make all comers at the... Uh, You're not get all uppity. Temple of the Moon. That's right. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's, not my, not, it's not my fault your boneheaded guys are too dumb to defend themselves. You got a mace. Hit something with it. It's like, that's <laughs> all Bob's fault. <laughs> flying apes around. People are going to get killed. What happened? Santa will politely, like, do his best to keep up relations, but not more than just like sending a few missives here and there, and like, hey, you know, sorry about your people. He's <laughs> not gonna, he's not gonna like go visit them or anything like that. Okay, you could send like a, a casserole dish with one of the orphans. Have them. Oh, there you go. There you go. So you'll make efforts, but it's all going to be short of uh, actually visiting them yourself. Correct. Well, I tell you what, let's plan for a visit and we can handle yeah. that off, off screen. Perfect. That will work well. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to derail us too much from wrecking stuff at the castle. Is there like a gym in Silmar? A gym? Yeah, I was <laughs> just going there every day and like getting even more ripped. <laughs> they play a Rocky theme song at the gym, so. 
<laughs> you know, perfect. This, they they have inspiring. it on repeat. Just rotate the whole day long. <laughs> it's called the Rocky Gym. Yeah, Bond just carries a keg up there with him every day and lifts weights. <laughs> so that sort of covers what folks have been up to that are off camera at the moment. Anything else to wrap up before we return to the castle? I think that covers it. Okay, so back at the castle, you guys had found your way in, um, negotiated negotiated your way through the little guardhouse, made your way over to these tents up here, uh, the northern part of the map. Uh, you saw some excavating tools. You saw three tents worth of cots and chests. Um, they were trying to talk you in. There's a big table in this center tent here. They've been trying to talk you guys into there so you can meet their uh, leader, Eichenvar, at the at the site, uh, one of the monks. Um, you guys sort of didn't do that. Instead, you guys sort of talked up the guy over at the barn, confirmed that there's actually horses and stuff in the barn, which there were. Inside the barn, there was also a cart with two coffins on it. Um, and... Uh, while you guys were hanging around, they offered you guys some work. They got you to go work on excavating the ruins up here in the north. While you were doing that, you stirred up a nest of centipedes, large centipedes, that swarmed out and attacked you guys. Um, and while you guys were distracted with the battle of the centipedes, all of the monks disappeared. Um, you guys went back over to <clears throat> the front gate over here. You sort of attacked the guys in the... the, the uh, the stronghold there used horses to pull the doors off of the place. Uh, a small battle ensued. You guys defeated the guys in there, sort of clearing that section. And you've noticed that the doors back over this way are shut. And you're missing, oh, five, six, seven, eight monks that you've seen wandering around that are no longer wandering around. And that is where we left last week. <clears throat> okay, was it? We had some sort of combat at the end, correct? Yep, that was the combat over with the, the guardhouse over okay. here. Uh, they'd start shooting at you with crossbows through the slits in the doors while you guys were trying to rope yeah, up the horses. Right. So you ended up getting the ho horses roped up, and you pulled the doors off and then made short work <clears throat> of the guys that were inside. Okay. But it was pretty tough while they were behind the doors. Once you got the doors down, it got significantly easier. All around this way. Uh, this is... Uh, Looks like the outside of a tower, and then dead ends up against the cliff wall. And the other side. Who's going over this side? Well, I'll go along with, with uh, anyone who yeah, wants to go. Buzz will go. Buzz Yeah, we'll definitely take a look over there. So Silas is, Silas is scoping out. up on the wall. Yeah, hell yeah, he is. So as you guys start to go over that way... You hear just a bit of stone shift up here at the top of this ruined wall, and the familiar sound of crossbow bolts twang out. As trying to be friends with these guys, we just wanted to, we just wanted to work, wanted to be. Just wanted to talk. Did you guys heal up? You healed up last time, right? Yes. 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 The end of the yes. Session? Okay. Yep. So first one misses. Is it Mrs. Buzzquirk? I'm jinxed. The other one missed uh, Tom Cotton as he walked by, and you. They are. They're shooting at us, Tom Cotton. Hold on here, I'll throw some marks. Gotta find them. Somehow we suddenly went to gridded map stuff. Bunch of junk. So you got like guys shot at you from the top of this rubble pile, which is oh, 
10 feet or so above you, super rough like, ground. Like it right there? Be, yeah, they're up on top of it, though. Oh, okay. So they're they're not the top of that break in the wall. So to, it would take like a full round to even scramble. It'd take yeah. probably like, I don't know, probably close to two rounds to get to the top. Because it's point, been rough. point up there and yell it at uh, Sock to make sure he <laughs> sees where they are. As he runs, yeah, try to get, I guess I try to get against the wall. So, the, so they're they're right here, Jeffrey, or they're on yeah, top. Yeah, they're the, the they're the M1, M2, and they're on top of this big pile of rubble. So where the wall is, just looks like something massive has collapsed. So it's a steep talus slope up there. It's probably ten feet above the ground, um, and it's just this rickety, precariously balanced rock slope. Essentially, it'd be really hard to close the melee with him. Not impossible, yeah. but we not get, easy. We get staked a few times. Yeah. That's the accurate yeah, picture. Buzzcork and Tom Cotton, I guess, have got to get yeah, we, under we'll some shelter and cover. Okay, so go ahead and roll initiative. Mm-hmm. Everybody or just them two? Yeah, go ahead and roll everybody, because I assume you guys might adjust or move. or. Uh, does Silas have line of sight to them, where they're at now? <laughs> Toby is in true form tonight. Not really, because you would have to be more like over to here on top of the wall to get good line of sight. All right. You got a little bit of you, but it, not not much of one. Uh, one square equals five or ten? Oh, you would ask that. Uh, <laughs> ten. Yeah, that's what I would think. It was last week. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, ten. <laughs> Remember more than I do. Uh, so let's see. We've got... Literally. Um, up first... And we've got Buzz Kirk. And we've got my dude. And we've got Sanak Mak Sanan. And then we've got Silas and Toby. Okay, uh, Tom Cotton, you're up first. All right. Um, I'm going to get out my sling and take a shot at one. Okay. <clears throat> that 16 hits. Awesome. Die four. All right. Nice. Take one. Suck it, monk. Okay, you hit him. Glances off his leatherish armor, but off his leatherish head. Uh, Buzzquirt. Um, how sturdy does that rubble pile seem? Seems precariously balanced. I mean, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it. Uh, like if you went up, it, some some rock would fall and tumble. You probably wouldn't set off an avalanche. It's just more of extremely difficult terrain. So okay. it'd probably take you two rounds to close to melee. So I don't think if I if I pulled out some of the bigger ones that it would fall. Oh uh, no, no, probably not that that precarious. More of a just difficult to climb. Two rounds to reach them. Is there any way I can kind of climb up and and stay under cover? Would that be possible? You could probably go one round up against the wall, but the next round you'll be out in the open. But you could save yourself one. It'd still take you two rounds to get to the top, but the first round you could do undercover. The second round, there's just no way to close to them without it showing yourself. But the first round, if you stuck up against the side of the wall, you could probably get one round up and do it with full cover. Let's work. I'll try to move up undercover. Okay. So you spend that round moving up undercover. Uh... I'm sort of pressed up against the wall. I don't really have another target. So my guys are going to delay their action. 
And that takes us to Sanak Maksanan. Does Sanak know what's going on? I mean, he's way over by the guardhouse. He's way over there. He probably doesn't know what's going on because no one's really shouted. You make a intelligence check. Yeah, yeah. You didn't hear anything. You didn't hear the bowstrings go. You're you're like nice day out, <laughs> enjoying the breeze. <laughs> well, I'm looking around. Weird, Do I notice any like trees inside this uh, compound, or are there any plants? No, not within okay. the compound. It's a uh, pretty rocky, rugged terrain. Okay. More mountainous than it is forest covered or tree covered. Well, I'm going to walk over and talk to Toby since we. Ha- I really haven't spent much time with Toby. Okay. I start telling about how much more awesome I am than the rest of the characters, and they're. <laughs> Don't listen to what they say, since he doesn't remember anything. He just kind of nods along. <laughs> Seems like a pretty good dude. <laughs> Silas, you're perched up on the wall. All right. You have very limited visibility. You can see Buzz and uh, uh, Tom Cotton, though, sort of pressing themselves up. That might be a clue that something's going on for you, because you have a hard time seeing oh, yeah. what's going on, but you see them rather visibly against that wall there. I'll shout back over to Toby and uh, Sanic and say, hey, something's going on. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Buzz Quirk and, and uh, Tom, Tom Cotton, Cotton. Tom Cotton uh, appear to be uh, distressed. I'm going to go check it out. <sighs> Says with the utmost calmness. So are you going to move too? Are you going to shout out and move? Yeah. Uh, and I think what I'm going to do is climb sheer surfaces okay oh, oh god nice so you fall off the top of the wall that's, oh, a, natural, uh, that's a natural one what were you trying to do climb down climb 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 okay surface. i missed that i thought you were going to do it. well that's painful <laughs> so you take all the damage four points of damage all right. I don't like that. And which side of the wall were you going to, in there or outer? Um, probably like in here. Okay. Mm. Do we notice him fall? We hear the scream of him falling. You hear it's a very distinctive thud when a human falls. So yeah, you, you probably hear a. What <laughs> is that? Ten feet. Well, probably more like uh, fifteen feet or so. Yeah. Mm. Not a horrible fall, but enough to hurt. Enough to hurt. Does take... just shake his head? Toby, did I? I almost missed you somehow. Toby, yeah. that's right. Sorry, I, I forgot that was my name. So, uh, you said <laughs> these are ten foot. Come on, Toby, squares. take your play. Go. Oh these wait, that's me. Ten foot squares. Mm-hmm. Man, as Matt liked to point out to me, that sucks. I so could be wrong. Can mm-hmm. get to here. Could be wrong. I mean, you can double your move. Don't count squares too much. Just because we have the dudes out doesn't necessarily mean you have to count squares. Okay. How how high is this wall? All the way. About 15 All feet. All right, so we're just going <laughs> to double the move. Like, go for it. He won't, he won't bust you, you out. make it all the way. There we go. That's, that's there, a double you can move. make it to that spot there. That's fair, because I can shoot you from there. All right about there. He, like, slams into the wall. He doesn't know what a crossbow is. How would he know to get his way? Exactly. He knows to get to a wall. <laughs> Tom Cotton. All right. I'm going to go for another sling attack. Okay. That same fella. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Hold on just a second. Miss. That actually hits. All right. 
This is be better. Well, it, it is better. Two. Okay. You hit him again. You hear a little yelp, but he is still. I got more where that came from. Loading his crossbow. <laughs> Buzzquirt, you were taking a round to move up. If you continue to move this round to reach them to be able to attack next round, you'll be in. The, you'll be visible, not okay. invisible. Well, Buzzquirt is going to continue up, but as he goes up, he's going to try to full of rocks or, or knock a bunch of rocks as she as he runs up just trying to distract him as best he can okay so uh they starts... get up there and they'd be in stones or something okay so you start setting some of the rocks loose they start to roll down into the courtyard below uh the whole pile seems to be shifting slightly unstable these guys take another shot they fire at buzzquirk first because he is now visible they miss Another one shoots at Buzzquirk because he's the best target because Toby's still sort of around that corner. And Miss, man, did you guys pay the roll 20 folks off? Finally. How disappointing. They got the check. Uh, <laughs> the check finally cleared. Yeah. Uh, Senek, you heard uh, Silas yell. You saw Toby take off. You know something's up. Are the horses still milling around from where we pulled the doors down? Yes, they are. All right, using my animal magnetism, I hop up on that horse and I'm going to like, just spur it on into action. Here we go. Hi-ho, Silver. Alright, how far can it get? Oh, the horse can move uh, quite a ways. It moves all the way up to the top of the rubble. (laughs) (laughs) Where the hell did your guy go? Up on the rock pile where the guys are. So you want to ride the horse through the front? Yeah. You can probably make it to like about there. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Here it comes. The horse takes the off. Horse is pulling the door behind it too. Could it also, is too. It was loud when it came. Doors all. <laughs> Can I also cast a spell while I'm riding, or is that too much? I'll give it to you because the horse. Here's what I'll do: minus four if you want to take it for as far as that horse just ran. If you don't want the horse to go as far, it'll only be a minus two. Oh. Uh. I'll, the stop, spell check. I'll stop over behind Toby and make a minus two spell check. Yep, take the minus two. If you stop behind Toby, give it a minus two. Okay. I cast Shalala and lose it, and my disapproval goes up, and I'm disapproved of. <laughs> oh. oh, clerics. That's like a 5d4. Yeah. Oh, clerics. <laughs> Goodness gracious. could be the best disapproval roll I've had ever. For you, Thirteen on the disapproval roll. I don't think we've ever been that high before. Two randomly determined level one spells cannot be cast till the next day. Oh crap! Oh man, he's, you've already lost two. Yeah, already lost one, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, which one? Oh yeah, second side is gone. Uh, so I roll one d three twice and see what I lose. See a blessing. Y'all, oh. y'all sure could have <laughs> used that. And see you forest walk. Suck at the shalala. <laughs> shalala all day long. Oh, clerics. <laughs> okay, Silas, back up to you. You are on the ground from where you fell off the wall. Very right. eloquently, though. <laughs> this, is this is level one action right here. That's right. I think I just have to remind myself that we're at level one and it's not the fifth and sixth level guys. So keep that in mind. It's yeah, see. we're playing a bit oh, more hey, I'm with the wrong group. <laughs> Silas is going to move here and kind of use the uh, edge of the wall for cover. 
Okay. And take a shot with his. Uh, I guess I probably don't have time. Well, no, I would have had my crossbow loaded. So yeah, I'm taking a shot with my crossbow at M2 right there. Go for it. One d twenty. Burr, burr. Oh man, that's a hit. Nice. You going for the wounded one or one that hadn't been hit yet? Uh, wounded one. Huh? He gets one point. Uh-huh. Damn. He is still alive. He's been hit with two sling bolt, uh, two sling stones, and a bolt, and he's still death by paper cut. We need to re- we need to recruit that guy. He's tough as nails. Toby, you're at the edge of the corner there. You sort of have teeny bit of sight. Two guys up on a rubble pile. One with a crossbow bolt sticking out of him. You're muted. He's pulling out a thimble. <laughs> uh, Got it. And magic missile. Okay. Big roll. Oh, no. oh burning luck somewhere or no? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm actually going to burn two points of luck. Okay. Ooh, they don't grow back on a wizard. No, you know. not luck. I, I, can, I can loan you luck. You're a wizard now. If, if you, yeah, I know that. I was going to say, if you want to loan me uh, one point of your luck. Yes, I will do so. I'm done. So I will not lose that spell, but that will be single missile that does one point of damage, and that's going to go to the one that's injured already. The one with one hit okay. point. Yeah. <laughs> so one hit point to the one that's already wounded? Yes, sir. Okay, so now this guy has taken two sling stones, a bolt, and a magic missile, and he's still up. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that was probably the weakest magic missile Toby's. <laughs> No, it's the weakest you can throw. <laughs> that takes us to Tom Cotton. Got two All guys right. up on the top. This is uh, where this, this guy goes down. Closing, closing his distance up there. Yes. And you missed. That takes us to Buzzcork. You can reach them this round. All right, Buzzcork's front. This rock pile. He's coming up that hill as fast as he can. Feed. Warhammer out. Shield out. He's just going to... Just smash into both of them, knocking them down the back of the rebel pile. Okay. Just football tackle them, taking them down. And a fumble. Uh, yeehaw. Uh, wait, that's quirk. <laughs> fumble is a D12. Table three. One D twelve. Ten. Ten. You should maintain your armor. The joints of your armor seize up, freeze in place. You cannot move or attack for one D three rounds. That sucks. (laughs) It sure does. (laughs) So Buzzcork is frozen in place at the top of the rubble pile next to two bad guys for two rounds. And they're up. Oh, dear. See you, Buzz. Mm, of all the times. Uh, points. We're probably right behind you. Good thing he's underneath the shield in the fetal position. <laughs> so that's how, that's how his armor froze up. <laughs> he's turtle-shelled under there. He's turtle-shelled under his shield. So one actually takes a shot at Silas with a crossbow. Mm-hmm. 14 to hit Silas. Oh. Ooh, that will hit. Three points of damage. Ouch. Okay. And that one guy begins carefully make it was M2 that did that. And he carefully begins moving 
down that, that way. The other guy drops his crossbow and strikes at Buzzquirk with a short sword. Oh, damn it. And he fumbles. <laughs> Excellent. Table. Four. We are just fumbling like crazy up there at the top of the wall. Weapon is damaged. <laughs> the weapon is useless for now. So his sword, sword, it goes out. He jabs out at Buzzquirk, who's all frozen there. It glances off his shield and snaps the blade of the short sword. Uh, the rust is contagious. It just spreads. When... Yes. Yes. So we've got one, the crossbow man is starting to retreat off the top of the pile. The buzzcourt can see that there's a large pit in the center of the room, more rubble in that room, uh, and that the, the crossbow dude is retreating down. The other guy just broke his uh, short sword. M two so, is the guy who's wounded. Uh, M one is the wounded guy. M two oh, is the okay. guy retreating. Okay. Uh, Sanak, uh, you're on horse. I'm going to dismount, or I'm going to ride up and like slap Silas on the back with a healing touch as I charge on into battle. Okay. And that is a 14. What is your alignment, Silas? Neutral? I'm lawful. Lawful. Okay, so you are adjacent, and therefore you will get your hit die, right? Yep. And that is a D6. That's correct. You have four hit points restored. Awesome. Thank you. You feel vigorous and more alive. I do. And with Silas healed, takes us to Silas. It's felt the healing touch of Sanat. I pull back. We'll charge. We'll leap right over that rubble pile. This horse can do it. <laughs> uh, he's going to snap off another shot at uh, the other guy up there. Okay. M1, he's the last one left in range. The other guy is sort of back behind the wall now. You hit. This Excellent. could be the one. This could be the one that does it. Three points of damage. And you kill him. Bolt yeah. goes through the guy, and he is dead. Nice. And that leaves the retreating one, which only Buzzquirk can see at the moment. <laughs> he has left the building temporarily. He has left the building, but he's out for two rounds, so it's somewhat appropriate. This is how we'll handle rounds when you can't move. We kick you yeah. out of the, the, the video call, <laughs> and <laughs> won't tell you when it's okay to come back. Uh, Toby. You've just watched Silas take one down. The other crossbowman seems to be retreating back down the rubble slope. Oh. Crap. Um. Well, I'm a little hesitant on um, rubble, you know. I'm not sure why. I don't remember there being a centipede. I just remember being hesitant toward things. <laughs> I guess I'll just kind of start moving that Maybe direction. Remember the centipedes. Do I just start moving that direction? Maybe. Sure. Right. Yeah. Be careful of that front door. Yeah, he's just going to move right there. You know, this game was a lot more fun when Kelly didn't play because he's the most paranoid one of all your <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that always keeps the level head with the... <laughs> We're going to have two fighters going over the wall here and then all the healer healers and the... You know. Yep. Great. So Toby moves on into the courtyard. Uh, Tom Cotton... All right, I'm going to go up up the uh, the incline. Okay. So I take so the two you rounds, start right? up the incline. It takes you two rounds to get to the top, but you've started up the incline. Okay. It takes us to Buzzquirk, who is still stuck in his armor. This dude moves. Give me just one second. He may have to make a check because of that rubble. Uh, 
makes it there. And so that one guy moved. Buzzquirk could see that. No one else was really in position to see where that guy went. Sanak, what you've seen happen is the one guy die up on top of the rubble. Buzzquirk doesn't seem to be moving. Uh, he's not fallen. He's just not, doesn't seem to be moving. And uh, the other one has disappeared. Uh, Sanak's going to whisper uh, to his horse as he spurs it on. He's going to try to ride the horse up the rubble to get to Buzzquirk. He thinks Buzzquirk is probably in terrible peril. Something, okay. something terrible is happening. He needs to go roll his body or something. Uh, it looks extremely challenging to ride the horse up it. But I'm an expert on Tanakh is a druid, so, I, you know, if anyone can do it, the druid is it. So I get a plus seven to the check? Is that what you're saying? Uh, so, if you got any cool druid skills? I don't have the druid in front of me. Is there anything cool? Because, yeah, you certainly will get a bonus. Because, uh, so like a per- I, personality I didn't put anything. Is there any special ability for the druid that applies, or is it just me making up a bonus? Uh, I'm just, it's just a cleric. I just I just wrote a couple of druid spells for him. Oh, I thought you pulled like a druid out of crawl or something like that. Oh, is there one? Oh, there oh, is I don't one. Know if there is or not. I just, yes. I just thought that's what you were doing. No, there is. There is a druid. In crawl, yeah. Um, I don't remember which issue number it is. I got him. Hang on. Because <laughs> he pulled out the box. <laughs> This is the character edit. This is the crappy. Yeah, no, it, it, suddenly he is a druid. He hasn't been able to heal anybody at all. But yeah, I don't have my druid. I don't have the class one. What about the here. firearms book? Is that? Can we use that one too? No, I yes. have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Carl. Must be the origin special. <laughs> all right. He wants Everyone. a gun in my game too. Everyone's yeah, yeah. actually firearms. This has a bard, a gnome, a paladin, and a ranger. So I don't see a druid in there. No druid. Okay. For some reason, I thought you were playing on crawl. That's cool. Then I'm so cool because you play him as a druid. So let's do it. Which is better, personality? Personality decent for you? It is a plus one. Right? Let's give you an additional plus four on the personality check to coach nice. this horse into going up this. An additional plus four. So plus yep, five. Yep, so plus five total. Okay. Beautiful. Adam found a druid. Now I'm curious. A druid. Oh wow. That was one, but there's one that's actually that was on the Goodman Games forums here. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for some reason I just figured it was coming out crawl, but uh because where I saw it too, maybe it was a special. So Sanak somehow manages to coax this horse up onto this rubble pile. And it's like he's been riding horses forever. And he gets that thing up, and it's like the, the cowboys that ride those horses down those crazy slopes and manage to pull it off. They're not the ones that go tumbling over, face over first. It's, you know, it's like the young guns guys when they get get their horses down there. Uh, and uh, Sanak's up there, top of this rubble pile. He sees uh, Buzzquirk's right up there with him. He steps on Buzzquirk. He sees, uh, since he can now see in, he can see that... The guy that's getting away is about ready to duck through a door at the bottom of the rubble pile off the right. You see a big pit down at the bottom. Oh, Lord. But Sanak's right up there at the top with uh, uh, Buzzquirk at the very top of that rubble pile. Can I make an attack? I let you ride a horse up a rubble pile, and you're asking me for an attack? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you want the Failed to see what the issue is here. You gotta give, give an inch, you got to take a mile, right? <laughs> You got to the top of the rubble pile. I'm going to shoot him a bird. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and Silas. Can you say hey and then do it? Like, 
<laughs> Silas will uh, he'll start his way up the rubble pile as well. Actually, no. I take it back, Jeffrey. Um, Silas is going to... Uh, do we see anything over here? More rubble? Silas is going to go look over there. Unless that's not going to reveal anything on the map that you're trying you're trying to hide shit, yeah. then yeah. And then he'll start moving back this way. So maybe gonna. Oh, there's a little. Oh, there's. A, why wasn't this listed among our assets? Son of a. <laughs> there's a hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bunch of people crawling into the pile. Someone just finds a door and walks in. <laughs> Toby. Oh, hey, that's me. Um, I'm gonna follow Silas. Yeah, he's he smile on his face and he's pointing at the yeah, wall. He seems to know what's going on, so he's gonna kind of follow suit. Okay. So you move over there with Silas and Tom Cotton. Okay, I'm gonna try to get around this horse. Maybe go under its legs. I don't know. Okay. And okay. and uh, come down the other side, but I don't want to like lose my grip and fall into that pit. Okay. So I'm being very careful. Okay. So you being careful as you move. You can get up here and, and ride down with me. It'll be as easy going down as it was going up. So if I can, can I get all the way down or no? No, not this round. It takes okay. like two rounds. So I'm at down. I'm at the round. top. Unless you want to rush, then you can make a reflex save. No. So you could make it down in one with a reflex save. That pit looks really deep by those lines. And it has a number. There's probably something awesome inside it. Yeah. I made it. I'm okay. Then teeth clamp down. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzwork, you are at the top. This is... You're probably actually still frozen this round. I had two rounds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's your last round of being caught up in your armor. I'm just rolling uh, around like, uh, uh, get up this hill. Come on. <laughs> Sanak rode up the hill on a horse. You can do it. He's up there with a horse. Pretty impressive. Yeah, he's yelling more at Toby and Silas. Come on, <laughs> this way. And he's just rolling around, You're going kind of. Way. To it's up here. <laughs> That's the great thing about a warrior. You can do the most awesome things, but the worst things happen to you at the same time. So, those of you at the top of the rubble pile see the one crossbowman disappear through that doorway. That takes us to Sanak. He's going to ride down and get the horse to kick the door down before they lock it. Okay. All right. So make a personality check again. He, he did it? No. He is successful. He nailed it. <laughs> so you mean to tell me it's right there. He can give you some luck. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm like, you were a horse up here, dude. <laughs> Awesome. Do I got to spend luck on this? I'm going to give him one point to see if, uh, so he'll have an 11. See what that does. I have a feeling. Uh, the horse is stumbling and is going to fall. And make a reflex save, uh, Sanak, to see if you can dodge, roll free of this tumbling horse. I have done it. A 9 is your roll? It was a DC 8, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, of course it was a DC-8. <laughs> horse. Yeah. So, God. you... So, you start to ride down this thing, and the horse tumbles, and it falls, stone starts going, and it tumbles into that pit. Oh, man. Um, 
Now, Sanak does manage to leap free. However, he does take damage from just... He didn't do it smoothly, but he did manage to leap free. Three points of damage as he tumbles into the rock and large-sized boulders topples over him. And he ends up probably, like, right about here. And the horse is tumbled into this pit. It's not a bottomless pit or anything like that, but it's deep enough that the horse is pretty much maimed and stuck in the bottom of that pit, making horrid hurt horse noises, which I'm not exactly sure what a hurt feel, horse sounds like, but feel, that's what it sounds like. I feel partly responsible for that. And it takes to Silas. Up the, continuing up the, oh wait, I forgot I'm going around the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now okay. top the rubble. No. It's fine. No, I, I just casually walk in over this way with and load my crossbow <laughs> as I come. <laughs> waves up at Buzzquirk. <laughs> Buzzquirk waves back. Hey, hey, do you move hey, in? Buddy. Passage across this rubble will still be slow, but other than that, not too much effect. But it is slow. Uh, Toby. Toby is following Silas valiantly. <laughs> and it'll be the same for you. It'll be you can move across the rubble, but it slows you down. It takes at least a round to cross that rubble. Mm. That should be Perfect. Silas's surname. Tom Cotton, you're at the top. You've watched uh, Sanok try to bravely pilot his horse down the slope, and it did not end well. I'm going. Buzzquirk okay. is starting to free himself of his armor and whatnot. Okay, you make it there. You've got pretty smooth passage from there on out with normal movement rate. Okay, for the next round. Okay, <clears throat> gotcha. And Buzzquirk, you are free of your... Buzzquirk is going to jump up. He's going to sit on his shield like a sled, and he's going to go down right behind Tom Cotton. (laughs) 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 Waving at Silas. So Buzzquirk goes legless style down the the rubble slope. Nah, he's not standing on it. He's sitting on it. (laughs) Like a kid going down a snow hill. You're like in a backwards. Yeah, feet up, just holding on tight. <laughs> so he makes it down there behind Tom Cotton, gets to a reasonably safe spot along the wall there with uh, Sanak and Tom Cotton, and now himself. And this will, you guys aren't going to see what happens on this one. Right. <laughs> It's an ambush. <laughs> no. <laughs> if he gets a TPK today, he's going to be so happy. He'll be. Kidding. I have to remember with these first levels that this very possible. Okay. Mm. A couple of them have gone. Mm-hmm. Takes us back to Sanak, who is got a horse that's screaming in pain from the pit. Uh, there is it. Oh, it's a, probably only like 15, 20 feet. It's not bottomless or anything, but it's rough, rocky. The horse probably broke a leg when it slipped, and I mean, it's pretty nasty for the horse. Sanic feels sorry for him, but he's going to heal himself this round. <laughs> awesome. It's my hit die. That is easily done as we get back to Silas, who is on the other side of some <sighs> rocky rubble. <laughs> one right. That's it. That's all you got That's out of a thing. Is, is this door open? It is open. It looks to be more of an arch than a door. So there appears to be no means for them to bar it or anything like that. Oh, here. Let me reveal a little more since you're in there. And we don't see any movement or anything going on? Mm, let me see what your line of sight is. No, you do not see anybody in there. 
Almost felt like Silas was getting a little excited there. <laughs> what if I, what if I uh, move ten feet over this way? He's slicing the pie. <laughs> there oh. you catch sight in the shadows of uh, another similarly robed monk with a uh, quarterstaff and a crossbow. Busted, Silas. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move up to uh, okay. the door so I've got some cover. And um, I'm the, I will drop my uh, crossbow rather okay. than load it, and I will bring out a flask of oil okay. and flint and steel. Okay. Oops, oh. yeah, I'm going to start uh, – maybe I'll tear a piece of cloak or whatever and start uh, – you know what I'm doing. Oh, make yeah. A little, make a little Molotov cocktail here. Heck, yeah. It's the only way to roll. So Silas is making a Molotov cocktail as Toby is – Yep. <laughs> um, still not certain what's going on, so he's just gonna kind of stand about there. Okay. Toby, take cover. You hear Silas yell for you to take cover. Okay, and steps back. Okay, Tom Cotton, you are in a relatively easy to move area. You've sort of perched up against that wall. Not much rubble. Pretty much normal movement. Here. Do I see anything going the other way, like this way? Um, good question. I would like, you know, peek a little bit. You think, like a little slight peek, you think you see someone over in this area? Does it show the green? Yeah. Over yeah, the yeah. Okay. You think you see someone over that area? You just It was a shadow of a glimpse, though. You don't All even right. know enough. to. It was like a shadow shape. You can't tell if they were dressed similarly or what, but... You do think you saw some movement with, or with, some sh- uh, darker shadow? Vision, my infravision. Oh, infravision. Infravision. Yeah. Uh, uh, monk's robes, staff, and a crossbow. Uh, can I get a slingshot at him or no? Sure, I'll give you a slingshot okay. at him. Okay. Take a. Yeah, I'll give you. A, yeah. It's a miss. Yeah. <sighs> Rat farts. Buzzcourt, you have shield slutted down the rubble wall. You're along the edge. Easy to move along that wall. You back with us, Aaron? You're muted. He is muted. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Shield, notice that Silas is making a Molotov cocktail over there. I'm just going to kind of hold my action and get it right behind him. Okay. Whatever he's doing. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hand, um, when when Buzzquirk comes over, I'll hand him the flint and steel so I can focus on stuff in the All right. wick, wick into the thing so he can light me on the next turn. Okay. We want to keep this efficient, Jeffrey. Oh, yeah. Efficiency is key. Let me just look one thing up really fast. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's not a spell. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Okay. Okay. You don't know for sure what's happening in there. It's You guys have hard angles. Every once in a while you get a glance at something. But then it comes to Sanak. What just happened? You don't know. We don't know? I know it's nope. 2D, 2D6 something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that horse is really bothering Sanak. He's like, uh, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, it's still screaming in pain. It's thrashing about. Stones are moving down there. Uh, right. It's definitely hurt. It's Real, not dead yet, but it's certainly maimed. Real, uh, is there any possibility that we could lift this horse out of there with ropes later on? 
thinking. <laughs> Is there anyone uh, in the party who cares to lift this horse up later on? <laughs> it, was there Same. another horse in the stable? Oh, yeah, there's 13 other horses in the stable. Oh, hell, there you go. <laughs> well, no, no, Santa's going to watch out for this stuff. And that's stuff. actually a good point. Uh, with the other horses, yeah, you could rig something up. They, between the group, okay. probably not. It's pretty difficult. Yeah, with I'm, the other horses yeah. and ropes and some ingenuity. Like a bed yeah. under his belly and then, you, you know. Yeah, right. actually Santa a really good point. Because with the party, I, I was gonna, I was leaning towards no, I can't think of what it could happen. But with the other horses, it, yeah, you could pull it off. But Santa's going to yell down there, hang on, hang in there, we're coming to get you. And then okay. he's going to get ready behind the others. He's going to hold his action to whenever they throw, he'll be ready to go in. Okay. The horse seems oddly reassured. It sort of like whinnies and it whimpers it a little bit, but it, it screams sort of quiet down a little bit. Okay. Uh, Silas, you're holding a almost holding a flaming Molotov cocktail. Uh, I wait until Buzzcourt can light it. If you're going to make me wait to his turn, then I suppose I will delay. Uh, he was sort of, he mentioned at I one was, point he was going to wait, so I will just put him yeah, right I, there sort of with you. I'll put him just before you. Oh, he lights that sucker up. So he lights it up. I throw it. Okay. Make uh, a, I am going to throw it in the direction of um, the shadowy figure that I saw up in this gen, like this general area. Yep. That's where I'm throwing it. Okay, so make a ranged attack roll. I attack the darkness. Yes. Roll a roll a d8. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Good. Um, you feel like you might have overthrown just a little bit. Uh, you probably did a little bit of damage, but uh, you, you feel like you might have overthrown a little bit. Well, if I get a little splash damage on there, it's it's more. Let's let's see if we can't get these dudes to move. The guy's on right. fire. He's gonna be, he's gonna Look be running that, for. Oh. He's gonna be running for water. <laughs> how many how many voices do we hear in the room when we throw that puppy in there? Do a bunch of people cry out or nobody at all? Like what will we what will we hear? You don't hear anything. These boys are stoic. <laughs> um, is that a set of doors right here? Yes, yes it is. Mm. So, essentially, with a little bit of light, your little glance in there, you got a dude up here, you got a dude down here. When you threw yours overshot and into this rubble over here. Right. Is where you, you, where you hit. And Toby. Um, I don't have line of sight on that dude there, do I? I can check. No, you did not. Door no. blocks you. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's because like a min- millimeter of a move. No, it's because of now? the miniatures game. Can you hear me now? Uh, how are you going to try to attack him? A magic missile. Oh, magic missile, missile you're good. Yeah. I was going to give you like a minus two on a ranged attack, but magic missile, you've got just enough line of sight to yeah. see that guy. No, just magic missile. He's going to pull out a thimble. Oh, roll big. Yes. Thank you. Oh, there there you go. Go. That's beautiful. Alright, so with an 18, caster throws 1d4 missiles that deal damage equal to 1d4 plus caster level. Yeah. Missiles must be aimed at a single target. Okay. So, 1d4 missiles. So, 3 missiles. That's uh, 3d plus caster level plus 1. Plus 3. Plus 3, yeah, so it'd be 12. 
Okay. Total damage. You kill that guy. Nice. Nice. Nice missile. Hell yeah. Getting low on thimbles. I don't even know what they are. I'm getting low on them. Start using <laughs> thumbs or something. <laughs> yeah. Common. So, Zoe missiles one of them down. You've got Tom Cotton, who sees the one down there towards the south. Okay, another sling attack. Miss. Stone goes crackling into some of the other stone back there. And... Our big burly warrior to go in first, and then I'm right behind him. Quick check on what you do. Let me look something up real quick. And... That's it for the moment. However, some of them may have readied some actions. Oh, boy. Just to be fair. Snack. Um, has Buzzquart moved in? He has not. Then I'll hold my action. He lit a fuse. Well, that was last round, right? Yeah. Uh, Tom? You're you're next after Snack here. I'm going to hold I should have shuffled you in initiative goes. order because of the, the whole thing. I got you. Jay, so you're holding Snack? Yeah, until Buzzquart moves in. Okay, Buzzquart, you're up. Buzzquart is going to get down behind his shield best he can. Rushing in. Okay. He's going to this way. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So, let me first reveal what you see. You see... Thousands of monks. <laughs> okay, so, of highlight, you see the dude that was here appears to have moved over here. You see a guy up in the corner, out of the corner of your eye. You see sort of a giant human-looking guy, like almost a crossbreed between like an orc and a what? human. Big guy right here. Oh, and you see a shifty guy down here. Remind you, well, you probably met Mephrodis back in Silomar, and you remind you a lot of Mephrodis down here. Oh, oh paint him against the wall. So, well, first, this dude's going to fire a crossbow bolt at you. That was his ready to action to fire the first guy through the door. Oh, M2. That's, that's 18 to hit Buzzberg. That does hit. Ouch. For two points of damage. Uh, and then you're up. He was the only one that really had a true ready to action. I'm, uh, all right. so I'm gonna kinda, charge in there. Take quick evaluation out. of the scene. I'm yelling out kind of general locations. Okay. I run through, but I'm going to take, I'm going straight for this shift guy. Okay. <laughs> and bust it to the corner of the wall. Okay. With my war hammer a... out and just, I'm just going to try to just. I'll end up back there. I'm on top of him. Come on. Team. You miss. I miss him totally. Yep. There you go. Uh-oh. Yeah, something's up. <laughs> and Sanak. Buzzcourt just charged in, yelled out some positions. You know there's at least four people in there scattered about the room. When I saw him go in, did I see anything unusual about the wizard that he hit? He hit him, but nothing happened. Correct. Well, he didn't hit him even. It like, like it, it w- glanced off of an invisible field. Okay. Like it glanced off of an invisible field. Like the wizard yep. is an illusion, or like a, for, a force. Uh, like a like a magic shield. Okay. The force barrier. What else? But that spell. <sighs> uh, magic shield. Force manipulation. All right. Uh, Sanic is going to cast Shillelagh. 
on himself, of course. And he hits nope. 18, which will give him uh, attacks with the or plus 3 to hit, plus 5 versus mundane animals, undead demons, devils, monsters, lycanthropies, perversions of nature, and inflict. Oh my goodness. 1d16 plus CL damage, and the spell lasts for 1d6 plus caster level rounds. <laughs> I like this. Just so you know, this is Blade of Atreba Pro. It's just rewritten for for the druid. So I'm not pulling a fast one. Too much of a fast one. <laughs> so that lasts for four rounds. I'm going to run over and with my club, I'm going to assist Buzzquirk in smacking this thing. Okay. So that gives me a plus. All right, hit. Does a 14 hit? Probably not. Does not. I should have hit somebody else. That was a waste. Silas. All right. Let me see here. I will, uh... Well, that's probably not gonna... That's probably not gonna work. Uh, ooh. Silas will... How far can I get if I double move? Can I get to, like... All the way if I run out. Where do you want to get to? Over here. <laughs> oh, all the way to there? Yeah, yeah. I want one. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, how far can I get? Like, can I make it to the doors right here if I run out and around? Oh, out and around? No, because the rubble's going to slow you down. You could probably make it to, like, right about there and make it to the doors next round. Oh, man. You can move your guy wherever you want, but that's just where. Um, okay, well, hold on a sec then. Ten then players. So then it'll probably be like the third round here and the fourth round in there, and that's that's too long. Yeah, so it'd be gonna, pretty hard to run all the way around. I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, whatever. Short sword. Okay. So you go in around the corner, you charge in on that dude, and you miss. Dang. Toby. You watched several of them charge through that door into the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so, which one was the eye again? Or it's L or one or... Eye is a big, half-human, half-orc-looking guy. A guy stands almost seven feet tall. Uh, springy black hair. Carries a big, long sword. Hmm. Uh, what? Oh. I'm shooting him, because he's the first one I see when I get to the door. Okay. And I don't like his hair. So, magic missile? Ugh. There you go. Uh, 1d4, 1d4 missiles, deal 1d4 plus caster level, single target. Four missiles. Ooh, nice. Kobe. One, three. Oh, I did that completely wrong. <laughs> so let me just roll an extra 3d4. <laughs> so that should be 13 total. Yep. He is still up, but it does look like it hurt him. Good. The big and half the next one's going to hurt even worse. This is the half orc looking thing? Yeah, the half orc looking thing. I should have hit that thing. Tom Cotton. Team Toby. All right. Toby. M- M2 there is going to get uh, two short swords. Okay. And he hit? Uh, no, you missed on... Each of them. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend uh, one luck point to get that 12 to a 14. That hits. Excellent. I need to do some damage. <laughs> Two points. 
Okay, two points on that one. A lot of ones all, all around the board. That takes us to these dudes. The one smacks at Tom Cotton with a club with its with his quarter staff. Just comes over and okay. tries to thwack you with it. Nineteen to hit. Oh yeah. Mm. Six oh, points of damage. Oh, oh shit! I'm still up, but <laughs> down three. This one charges into uh, Silas, also with a quarter staff. Twelve to hit Silas. That will not hit. Okay. This dude moves in behind uh, second roll one D. He's got this big old long sword. Mm. Gleams in the light. It just works. One D. Ten to hit. Hit who? And this guy cornered in the corner maintains his concentration and attempts to cast a spell. No, no. Oh, and cast a spell he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, maybe. <laughs> what happened? Uh, shifty guy in the corner cast a spell. Uh, that doesn't look good. Four. Especially if it's charm person, we've seen how that works oh out. God. I'm running if that happens. If it's a magic missile, you can't run. Yeah, I know. So we've got. He does seem to be casting magic missile. You want to counter him? Um, yeah, uh, Toby. Toby. I'll challenge him. Go I'll for it. Come on, I will Toby. see your magic missile, you bastard. <laughs> now I gotta find the stupid spell the rules. Yeah, I, you're gonna have to tell me what to do. I have no freaking clue. So to counter, you would use either uh, magic shield or magic missile. I have to use magic missile. Roll. I am the attacker. Mm-hmm. You are the defender, so roll your magic missile spell check right now. Okay. All right. 18. 18. So we take 18, compare it to my 22. That is a D5 on the counterspell power. Is that right? Am I missing it? I'm right. D5 on the attacker high, right? Yep. (coughs) I got a 5 on attacker high. Overwhelm. Attacker spell takes effect and defender's spell is canceled. <laughs> so you don't lose it. You just don't get it. So I don't think... It pretty much means my spell goes off. You were not able to disrupt or cause him problems. Okay. Um, well, that was a fun duel. <laughs> this is why I don't go to casinos, in case anyone was curious. Because it's like, hey, look, 25 uh, cents, and it actually says $25, and that's all I have. So you take... <laughs> Toby, you take seven points of damage. Toby is unconscious. <laughs> As a magic, I think that's dead in DCC, but that's cool. Toby is dead. <laughs> that was one missile. Yeah, he's at a negative one. Next missile goes towards Buzzquirk, who's standing right in front of this guy. Seven points of damage to Buzzquirk. Buzzquirk is down. Jesus. <laughs> the next one goes to uh, Sanak. Six points of damage to Sanak. Sanak's down. <laughs> Come on. Is this like a level 17? <laughs> One more missile, and it goes to... I can't do it. Uh, 
Yep. Silas is one. Uh, Tom Cotton is two. Silas oh, takes four points of damage. Silas is <clears throat> still up. Hey. Since Sinak healed him <laughs> earlier. So, that was brutal. And that takes us to Buzzquirk, who is unconscious, or da- down, right? Zero. Zero. That takes us to Sanak, who is down. Negative one. Takes us to Stylus. You've seen your, in one fell swoop, you've seen your caster, your warrior, your druid go down. You know the druid's the only one that brings healing to the group. Well, <clears throat> how big is this rubble pile right here? Mid-sized, not as big as the stuff in the other room. But still mid-sized. Okay. Diving through that. Okay. Silas <laughs> dives through that. Toby is down. Tom Cotton. <laughs> Silas is the lucky, Tom Cotton. The lucky halfling. What do you got? I'm. I, it looks like we're falling to pieces here. Um, God dang it. <clears throat> Save yourself, Tom Cotton. Yeah, I know. I have three hit points left. I'm. I join you. So you guys go diving through the rubble. These guys continue to kill Buzzquirk. (laughs) (laughs) M4 shoots off a crossbow bolt towards the rubble pile. You guys hear it clang behind you. M2 does the same and moves to here. And then that takes us... At this point, that was the one round for Toby... Sanak and Buzzquirk takes us to Silas and Tom Cotton. Uh, continue our ingress. Yeah. You guys gonna try to make it out then? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Where so these guys seem content to hold up in their home at the moment. Uh, I'm like I I'm running like I'm in full retreat mode. Uh, yelling back over my shoulder at Tom Cotton. It's like, <laughs> back to town, back to town. <laughs> soldiers in town. Get more soldiers in town. <laughs> I don't have to outrun them. I just have to outrun you, halfling. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. So you guys did clear the way out behind you. So you got you two sort of have a safe exit. The guys inside that room five are sort of regrouping. They will start to see what you guys did and probably secure the way behind them. And that pretty much leaves us with three dead characters. Oh, boy. Well, you, know, you can always flip over the body. You know, you did get uh, three <laughs> dead characters tonight, so that should make you a happy <laughs> Happy seated your pet. That magic missile roll. I never thought I would have rolled a 22. That's brutal. I am really happy that we can hold you off now for a couple of weeks, because that's pretty much how it usually goes. <laughs> <laughs> So you've got Silas and Tom Cotton who presumably are trying to exit the castle ruins and make it to the exterior. Yep, that sounds uh, accurate. Do we want to steal a horse and get away on a horse? Well, we got to break away. Um, didn't we put the wagon in front of the door? No, that's I right. There's a ton of horses in the stable. There's yeah. 13 horses in the stable. Yeah, let's do that. You can let's, hear the screams of the other horse getting louder. It senses something is wrong. Oh, gosh. It's like echoing across the castle ruins. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Um, <laughs> just We'll ride on the same horse. You just pull me up and 
Oh, dude, that that sounds like a picture perfect adventure. <laughs> Silas and Tom Cotton, GTFO. I'm holding that deal like a bitch. Like, oh, okay. I'm getting okay. getting on back to town. Come on, Tommy, let's go. Yeah, I know some. I know some heavy hitting thugs back in town. There's this guy named Baptist we need to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys saddle up. You. Oh, we don't saddle up. We're going bareback. <laughs> yeah. We ain't got time to saddle up. What are you talking about? Yeah, they may be. After us. So you guys grab a horse, steal a horse, head out, and you begin your trip back to town. Um, eventually, the two of you guys are able to make it back to town. It takes about a day. Well, less than a day because you guys are on a horse probably riding hightail. Yeah. You, you know, three quarters of a day, two-thirds of a day, something like that. So uh, just just and you get back to town. And you jump on a horse and ride to town. First, first, first thing we do is to go back to uh, the end of the slumbering drake. Okay. You head back there, and it's the places happening. Uh, probably ride the horse in there. <laughs> Bree is singing. Uh, fire's going in the fireplace. Places hopping. Look for uh, Silas is going to look for for Vixila and that Baptist fellow he was talking to last time. That was a friendly guy. I assume Vixila is there. Probably Baptist after a hard day's work at the barber shop. But that's up to Baptist. Yeah. So you meet up with them. Do we tell them our story, Tommy? Yes. Tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me about the connection between Chantessa and the monks. Uh, I'll mention that, but again, I told you last time, Silas doesn't think that that's... He thinks that that was their excuse, not that it, was, it wasn't a real thing. My thing he'll is, definitely mention it. My thing is pretty much sorcerer and some sort of half orc. And, Everybody else that. Uh, they're all dead. The the wizard uh, hit us with the awesome uh, magical magic missile. That just puts his forehead in his hands and looks down at the floor. It's like it was, wow. It was a awesome display of power. I'm trying to hide my wounds from Baptist. I just get a bad feeling when I'm around him. <laughs> I want him to see blood. So you guys can relay your tale to Baptist and Vixila about what you found out at the top levels of the Castle White Rock. And I'm not sure how you guys want to go from here. We can talk meta if you want. <laughs> Well, we need a plan. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's just do that. Let's just let's just meta it. Yeah, cool. Here on out, so, so we, we that way everybody can be involved, and it's sort of a group decision. Yeah, and just the ones in the end. Yeah, if you get conversation, I think Toby's or not Toby. God dang it, <laughs> Toby's <laughs> not in anything. Toby's in the ground. <laughs> Jargon is there. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So in the end, we can pseudo in person or in character meta it. You can pretty much have everybody in the end if you want to do in character to relay key pieces of information if you wish. And then obviously there's the decision of do the current. Uh, how do you guys want to handle it? We need some new recruits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think what we were doing was was above our. Uh, level or you know pay grade so to speak, but it just one lucky roll with the wizard is like all you need to freaking 
wreck a group. Yeah, we've done it to plenty of people, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I was thinking actually today when we were talking on the forums that um, even like stretching back to like when we started, a couple of us were playing two characters. So this is probably the smallest party that we've had yet to do anything with, like yeah, other than right. some of the break off, some of the break off stuff that we did back in the. In the great city, we right. did like three or four person parties, but for the most part, like our traveling group is usually six, seven, sometimes even as much as eight people yeah. in the party. Yeah, usually you guys each have two characters, like it, even those early days, because we never really retired. If you had more than one funnel dude survive, then we let you run both right. people. So, yeah, and in all fairness, I mean, the terrain, that's one of those cases where the terrain slowed you guys down to get in. So it slowed your ease to close in the melee with them. And then it, it was essentially an ambush spot. Uh, I ran this under. D&D 3.5 or Pathfinder and it, it was brutal to them too <laughs> with, with the ambush setup and in, in that regard you guys probably had a weakness too just because I've yeah, run this yeah, I mean, if we, <laughs> so if I we, knew what the common tactics <laughs> for this area so that probably wasn't helpful to you guys either <laughs> well the monks would have known their terrain I mean they would have been familiar yeah, and that's why they set up. I mean, it actually, all of their positioning was by the book, but it it, it can be brutal because of that rubble flowing. The spell duel, we would have, you know, things would have been different. Oh, yeah, spell duel would have changed that significantly. 22s is a really good roll to go against at yeah. that low level. Right. When everybody's a one-hit kill anyway, so pretty much... Yeah, I was going to be happy if I got like a 14 or 15 out of that magic missile and then I hit that 22 and it's like... Well, it sounds like the, that place is that knowledge up there is what we're after. So we might have to go back a little more. Yeah, I mean, I see there's probably a couple ways to go. You guys, if you guys want to keep doing a lower level party, you could easily find recruits just based on Baptists and Vixilas and Mephrodis' reputation to further bolster a low level group. Uh, you know, that's one option. Uh, you grab the higher level guys. To go back, if we did that, I'd probably at least bump the two that survived up to second level, just to, you know, so they're not that disparate between the two. Uh, so there's several options to pursue, or you could just say screw Castle White Rock. That place is a bitch. Well, <laughs> that's where we could be. That the middle finger wall, one person walks out. <laughs> the library of lost knowledge is is got what we want for raising. It, uh, you, yeah, Mephrodis is pretty sure that it's worth pursuing trying to find at least. I mean, I mean, metagame wise, Castle White Rock is huge, but I've tried to, you know, there's something in there that will pay off well in the bigger scheme of tackling Leotard. Well, when you say huge, what are you talking about? Like three months of game or <laughs> uh, three years of game? Remember how many barracks there were? It, it is a, I mean, Castle White Rock out of the box is a first through fifteenth level dungeon. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, it's it's massive. Now I've got it sort of set up, you know, uh, we don't have to spend fifteen levels in there. The, the um, no, I mean, it sounds yeah. like going going after this library of lost lore. Like that's a perfect thing. Like it gives us a book that Mephrodis can use to. To learn something about to bring back a miracle. It gives us a goal outside of just stalking some undertaker. Yeah, and I mean it totally provides like what we were looking for, what the what the 
older party, the more experienced party, was looking for, which is how can we get a leg up on Leotard? Because right now we're not strong enough to to face her. I mean, like that's kind of why Vixila wanted to come here because she thought maybe there might be like a a legendary weapon or something that we could find within there. Hint, hint, Jeffrey still would like magic. Well, I know Warhammer, magical Warhammer. I know. But, and but, now there's less competition because the other Warhammer wielding party guys. member is dead. <laughs> he rushed in. Uh, um, but yeah, but yeah I tried so to tie I, this lower level stuff into a theme that would benefit the higher level characters. Because I've been seeing it as sort of you guys are like, eh, we're not going to waste our time heading out there. we got more important things to do. But if you can go find this, you'd be well rewarded or, you know, welcomed into our folds if you came back with that type of information. So I tried to do it so there's at least something to tie into the main group through this. As far as the length, if you guys went to try to go clear the whole thing, we could probably play oh... A year or two. year? Yeah. <laughs> a year or two. Um... I saw it as, you know, if it's sort of like, hey, we want to get the one goal, you guys would delve in, get in a little bit. Maybe Mephrodus would strike upon some key piece of information to maybe even expedite a bit, you know, at a certain point when it seemed like, hmm, you guys feel like, seem like you want maybe move beyond. Uh, Mephrodus might be able to come up some piece of information from the library in Cinemar to help guide you guys' exploration a little more directed. And, you know, that's how I was going to sort of tailor how long you guys spend in Castle White Rock, sort of see how you guys were feeling about it. And then when you guys were like, you know, it's been fun, but we want to get back to the main group, you know, there's so many ways to handle it. Uh, but yeah, if you were to take it on as we're going to clear the whole thing, yeah, year or two, it's big. So I will say this in play-by-post took like nine months <laughs> with what we've done in two sessions. I so. believe it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm cool to keep doing this because I think this is fun. So it, it seems like a good distraction that also lets us increase the uh, power level of the other characters. Like we're doing something for the betterment of the overall game. So yeah, but I think and, we should go for that that knowledge that Methodist has found. Well, yeah, I think it's a nice change of pace. I don't necessarily want to spend six months doing it, but I don't think that'll be the case. But Yeah, and that's the thing. I was going to sort of pick up on how you guys were, you know, I don't know. I figured I could read you guys well enough to know you guys are digging it and just cool, flat-out exploration. You don't is have cool. to read us. We'll just probably tell you. Like. That, too. It just takes months to get the power to kill the Leotard. It's worth it. Uh, well, but that was a big thing. I was trying to tie it in so that what you guys were doing here would benefit the main crew, even though we weren't focused on them at the moment. Yeah, I like it. So what we need to do then is hire some more, like maybe two one-level, first-level characters each, and head back to White Rock. That's what we're thinking. Is that what everybody's thinking? Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. That yeah. sounds good to me. I mean, we at least know what we'd be up against going into it, so maybe our hiring efforts could be a little more tactful. Yeah, you guys now know what you need because you've got two that survive, so you know exactly. what you need, and it's easy to tie people together. And it'll give them a chance to actually heal up, and then say, "Okay, let's go yeah. this way." <laughs> There's a door on the far side. Well, it also gives us a chance too to to check with um, Shantessa, you know, to see like what what the veracity of that was. Like, oh, does she so know? Has she dealt with any of these? monks before or is this like she's like no that's crazy um so like i said silas kind of felt like well that's a lie because that didn't sound like 
not that it was a lie at first, but like when these guys got bad, it was like there's no way that they're working with her. I'm not sure that everybody. Uh, there's something weird going on. Everybody seems to be kind of in on this thing together. I'm yeah, not why, sure that. Why do we not think Shantessa's in on it? She charges exorbitant rates for her beer. That's a tip off right there that she's a crook. What'd you say? Shantessa charges exorbitant rates for her beer. That's a tip off to me that she's a crook. <laughs> I just say like Silas says she's got a good reputation in town, and Vic Sela would say that she has a pretty good reputation in town. The Baptist assumes that everybody's lying all the time, so he doesn't trust her for one second. <clears throat> Vic Sela not interested in going up there. Well, it's a quite right. Uh, yeah. What kind of but she would, she would be. But yeah, we could all go up there and like run that place real quick. But that might defeat the. I think. It, I just doing. think it would be more fun to do it with lower level characters. I mean, we we could show up, but it would be amazing how quickly those good things scaled up on our travel to it. I think is what would happen there. I don't think we'd be walking in there going, "Hey, look, level threes. This will be easy." I think we'd show up and it'd be like, "Well, this is gonna hurt." I don't know. I mean, I think if there's something in there that's valuable to be had, I'd like to go get it. Well, I agree, but I'm thinking that with the lower-level characters, it would just be more ideal while the other guys are still working on stuff back in town. Well, I mean, I think we should do it, if for no other reason, because, you know... Um, well, I mean, we could send like, some combination as well. Well, are uh, Silas and, and uh, Tommy going to level... I'm thinking I'm going to let them level. Anytime, anyone that survives a brutal thing like that, I, I lean towards the go ahead and level. So well, I would they're, say... They're old hands now. Yeah, Maybe I mean, I feel like they the are. I mean, they've seen a, witnessed a tremendous amount of death and destruction. Uh, so my temptation is to say, yes, Silas and uh, Tom Cotton leveled a second uh, oh. for this. Because it, one, it does a couple things. One, it helps them mentor the new first levels and be the seasoned hands. And two, if there's ever a merging of this lower-level group with the higher-level group, it puts them that much closer to being able to handle that. Thanks for listening to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast. Please stop by irontavern.com forward slash podcast and tell us what you think.